confused of the difference between an IRA and a self-directed IRA? Well, I'm finally going to explain you the difference. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. So I get this question a lot, and it's not just from clients. It's also from friends, family, saying, Adam, I don't understand this. You have IRA Financial. It's your baby. You love it. You love the self-directed world. You tell everyone they should have a self-directed IRA. I don't understand. I have an IRA. TD Ameritrade, I see their advertising. They say it's a self-directed IRA. What's the difference? What's going on? What is a self-directed IRA? Is the term self-directed IRA something you'll see in the tax code? Is it a term of art? Is it a legal term? What the heck is it? So all really good questions. In the next few minutes, I will explain you everything. So you will not see the word self-directed IRA in the tax code. It's not there. You're not going to find it. Okay. IRA you'll find in section 408, 408A for Roth IRAs. Self-directed IRA just means, and it's a term, you can call it a total control IRA, you can call it my IRA, you can call it the IRA financial IRA, you can call it almost anything you want. All it means, a true self-directed IRA, all it means is this, that you are allowed to invest in any legal IRS approved, when I say IRS approved, I mean allowed under the tax code investment. So if you go to Schwab or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade, they'll open an IRA for you gladly for free, but they're only going to let you invest in what they sell. And that's their right. Their charter, they're a trust company as well, allows them to do whatever they have their charter say. So in their position, they're going to let you buy and sell products they sell, whether it's mutual funds, ETFs, or securities. They could allow you to buy cryptos or real estate or hard money loans or private placements. And it, their charter may actually have the ability to do that, except it doesn't make any financial sense. Why would they allow their clients to take money out of products they make commissions on or earn fees on and buy real estate or private placement or cryptos or gold where they don't make any money or don't make any fees. Makes no sense. Like if I was running Fidelity or Schwab, I wouldn't allow for it. So when the code says IRA, section 408 and 4975 are the only places to tell you what you cannot do with an IRA. Section 408 says you can't buy collectibles like art. You can't invest in collectibles like baseball cards. You can't buy life insurance. That's number two. First is collectibles. Second is life insurance. There's an exemption for 401ks. And the third is section 4975. And 4975 is clear. There are a handful of provisions under 4975C that in some say this, you can't do anything with your IRA that indirectly or directly personally benefits you, your lineal descendants, your parents, your children, your spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or any entities controlled 50% or more by such persons. 
also to add a little bit more complexity, 100% of the benefit derived by that investment must be, must be derived by the IRA. So there can't be any indirect benefit, no self-dealing, no conflict of interest to the IRA owner or disqualified person. So that's what the IRA says you can't do. Other than that, an IRA can do it. So technically, if you had an IRA, Schwab, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, they should allow you to do any legal investment that is not, not allowed under 408 or 4975. But as I mentioned, why would they do that? They're not going to make money when you buy a track of land in Arkansas. Fidelity doesn't make money on that. They're not going to sell you the land. So it's not in their interest, and that's why they don't let you do it. So if they say you're going to open a self-directed IRA with them, it's somewhat misleading. Every IRA is self-directed, okay? I don't know anyone that has an IRA that's basically trustee slash managed by a third party where you have zero control over it, right? Even if you have a wealth manager managing your IRA, generally they have discretion, but they're going to go through their trades with you. Very rare does a individual go to a third party and say, hey, you got carte blanche. You can do whatever you want with my IRA. Don't even talk to me. I don't even want to know. Doesn't happen, right? So that means essentially every IRA is self-directed because in most cases, you're going to tell your advisor what to buy. Your advisor might say, hey, do you want to buy Tesla or Apple? You're going to say, uh, hey, Jim, hey, Jen. No, I want Tesla. Or you may call your broker up and say, hey, buy Netflix, whatever it is. So every IRA, essentially almost every IRA in the world is self-directed. There are levels of self-directed, as I mentioned. There's a reason Fidelity doesn't let you buy real estate. That opened up an industry called the self-directed IRA industry, which is what my love is. And this was created a long time before I was born. Well, not a long time before I was born, maybe a year before I was born, but it was created in 1974. And it was created a long time before I got into this industry, um, even before I was a tax attorney. The difference is alternative assets today in 2022 are far, far, far more popular than they were in 1999, okay? The internet's helped all that. The value of real estate, the appreciation, the fact that more and more people feel comfortable, more and more people have the indirect access to real estate through investment funds, um, and people have got more comfortable with diversification and getting exposure to alternatives. Cryptos have added another layer to that as well. And crowdfunding and private placements and pre-IPO stock, more and more people are looking at investment options other than just stocks or mutual funds or ETFs. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I think I'm a tax lawyer, I'm not a financial advisor, but all the financial advisors in my life tell me you want diversification. I think any good financial advisor would tell you you want exposure to real estate, whether it's five or 10%. Maybe I think every financial advisor and every good one will say you should have some exposure to cryptos too. Maybe I can't help you do that, but you should put in a half percent or one percent of your net worth in cryptos. Same with hard money loans or private placements. Having a diverse portfolio makes a lot of sense, and that's what most good financial advisors will advise you to do. So when you hear the term self-directed IRA, don't think you'll find it in the tax code. It means a regular IRA that just simply allows you to do anything allowed by the IRS. Okay, so 
anything the IRS tax code does not allow you to do, anything on the flip side that is not disallowed is allowed, and you can do it in a true self-directed IRA. If you go to a traditional institution or bank, they may say it's self-directed, it's not. All you're gonna be able to do is what they sell you. And that's fine, they're totally able to do that. That's a contractual arrangement you have with them. But know that you have options. Know that there is a true self-directed IRA industry out there that's regulated. We're a regulated trust company. We have a industry trade group called RITA, Retirement Industry Trust Association. IRA Financial is a member of that. You should go on their site if you have questions about the uh, regulatory framework of self-directed IRA custodians. You know, we have capital requirements, insured. IRA Financial is regulated by Banking Division of South Dakota, go through annual audits. We are responsible for administering your IRA. We're not responsible for selling you investments or giving you investment advice. That is the difference between a real self-directed IRA. You, the investor, the IRA owner are responsible. So some people feel that's okay. They feel comfortable buying real estate or cryptos or doing a private placement or a hard money loan. And others feel, you know what? I'd rather have all my money with a financial advisor and have him or her kind of help me out. I want to have just easier, um, safer type investments in publicly traded securities or fixed income. And I'm cool with that. And that's fine. No one's forcing you to do a self-directed IRA. But what I want to explain is what a real self-directed IRA is and know that it's simply not a legal term. It just means that it is an IRA that lets you do anything that's not disallowed. That's it. It's an IRA. It's still taxed under 408. We file a 5498. There's 1099s. Still the same rules. You can't pull the money out until you're 59 and a half without penalty. If you have a Roth, you still need to hold it 59 and a half in five years to get tax-free treatment. It's the same IRA, section 408. No different IRA. There's not a self-directed IRA section in the tax code. There's not a different provision or different rules for self-directed IRA. All it means is that it is an IRA that allows you to do anything not disallowed under the tax code. And whether it's real estate, precious metals, cryptos, hard money loans, tax liens, tax deeds, reg A's, reg D's, private placement, hedge funds, private equity fund, investment funds, whatever it is, you can do it, okay? People get confused because they hear that they have a self-directed IRA at Schwab or Fidelity and they feel like, oh, I'm good. Like, I, this is what a self-directed IRA is. This, is. this is it. I'm tasting what is allowed. And unfortunately, that's not the case because you can do everything but insurance, life insurance, collectibles, and anything self-dealing or conflict of interest under 4975. So there's literally uh, a world of investments that you may not know about, but are 100% allowed. And companies like IRA Financial will custody those assets. We have the expertise to do that. You know, when I got in this industry oh, 11, 12 years ago, it was expensive. I mean, to set up a self-directed IRA, some companies were charging 3,500 bucks and then like a thousand bucks a year. I remember researching this. So just a little bit of information if you're interested, how I got in this industry, right? I was a tax lawyer in New York, honestly never heard of the self-directed IRA. Kept my head down, worked, billing 2,000 hours a year. I didn't know what was going on. And then I had a hedge fund client that asked me to research if he could use his, hedge, his IRA to invest in his hedge fund. I remember thinking like, no chance, like that's too good to be true. You gotta buy stocks with your IRA, like there's no way. Because I would have done something else. 
I worked at two other law firms, so I had rollovers. No one told me about this. Can't be true. I'm a tax lawyer. I have a master's in tax law. I'm smart. No way that you can do this stuff in an IRA. Turns out you can. <laughs> so this like blew me away, and that's what triggered me to start IRA Financial and to make self-directed IRAs easy to understand, less costly. You could open an IRA with us $360 a year flat. No transaction fees, no asset valuation. We don't even have wire fees, dude. We are changing the game. So it's a different world today. Technology, you can onboard, you can trade cryptos, you could move money, make investments all through our app. Totally different ballgame in 2022 than it was in uh, 2009 or 2010. So self-directed IRA um, industry is exploding in popularity. It's super hot now. Uh, so many people calling me be like, I'm starting to hear about this. This is really interesting. I want to do this, do that. I remember when I started this company 11 years ago, it was like, I, I equated this to like Pearl Jam Nirvana in the late 90s. If you like music, like those were always like the weird guys with the long hair, and the, the purple streaks in their hair, nose rings. Like you don't want to go near those people. They're weird. That's kind of what alternative assets were 10, 12 years ago. Now it's totally mainstream where everyone's like, yeah, I need some cryptos. I want exposure to real estate. Oh, I'd love to do some hard money lending. Yeah, there's a startup. I can do a private placement or get into a pre-IPO stock. Like, yeah, let's do it. Wasn't like that 10, 15 years ago, I promise. So world's changing and more and more people are figuring out that they could make money doing these types of investments. Hey, Calper, the private equity funds, they make money. Why? Because they do alternative stuff as well. They don't just buy stocks. Calper's largest um, pension um, uh, you know, fund in the country, there's a reason they invest in private equity, venture capital, hedge funds. Guess what? Investing in the stock market doesn't do the job for them. They need, they want to make high returns and they know buying ETFs is not going to get them there. So they do alternative assets. The question is, unfortunately, they don't allow all of us to do it because in some cases you need to be an accredited investor. Someone who has a million dollars in net worth or two consecutive years of $300,000 plus in income. That being said, to get back to my topic at hand, an IRA and a self-directed IRA are the same thing. The word self-directed IRA is just a word, okay? All it means is you can use your IRA to invest in anything allowed by the IRS, which is essentially anything but life insurance, collectibles, or anything outlawed by 4975, which really is just any self-dealing, conflict of interest, or transaction involving you or the disqualified person, i.e. lending with the center. Otherwise, you can do it. So if you go to TD Ameritrade or listen to um, Sirius Radio or watching a podcast video and see an ad for a traditional bank, financial institution, and they're telling you to open a self-directed IRA, they're not telling you the whole truth. Every IRA is self-directed, right? You can buy stocks, you're picking the stocks. Even if your financial advisor is picking the stocks, he or she generally will come back to you with confirmation or kind of get your thoughts and uh, opinion on what they're doing. So you have a level of control. The only thing to remember is if you want to do anything other than stocks, fixed income, mutual funds, ETF, you're legally able to do it under the tax code. It's super safe, secure, it's very easy now, simple, and it's not expensive. And it takes a few days to get going and you will be able to totally control your IRA or 401k and unlock an amazing world of investment opportunity. So hope you guys finally get it now. 
the difference between an IRA and a self-directed IRA, which is no difference. If Vanguard or Fidelity woke up and said, yeah, we're going to let everything to be alternative, I guess they'd put us out of business. Um, but I'm not really worried about that because they don't really have expertise in, in custody assets. They're fiduciaries. They don't want to mess with alternative assets. And they're going to have a tough time monetizing that. So not concerned about that. But that's really the only difference between an IRA with them and an IRA with us. The IRA with IRA Financial will let you do alternatives, legal um, well, soon you'll be able to do equity. So guess what? In the next six months, you're never going to need to have your money with a bank or financial institution. You can have all the money with IRA Financial because we're going to have a program with Fidelity to let you do robo-investing and fixed income and ultimately stocks for free. Zip. So it's going to be awesome. Um, and my goal is to essentially become one IRA. That's why the name IRA Financial, it's in the name, right? There's no need to have IRAs in different places. That's been my goal and that's my dream. And hopefully we'll realize that very soon. One place for all your IRA investments because there's no difference in an IRA self-directed IRA. It's stupid, it's crazy. You should be able to invest in anything legal in one place and that's what's happening. And that's what I'm going to do. So um, hope you guys found today's habits uh, interesting. I want to do this for a while, just kind of, um, you know, felt, hey, it's, it's so basic, you know, maybe people will get bored by it, but it's important because I keep getting this question, Adam, I don't understand what the hell is a self-directed IRA? Is it an IRA? Is it a new IRA? Is it something different? I can't find the name anywhere. Is it the IRS in the code? Don't see it. So now you know, just a term, it's a phrase. You can call it my IRA, uh, like I said, total control IRA, I control, whatever the hell you want to call it. It just means an IRA that lets you do essentially the, any investment that's not stocks, ETS, mutual funds, fixed income, um, anything essentially not um, carried by a uh, brokerage firm or bank. So uh, real estate, cryptos, loan, private placements, et cetera, et cetera, million stuff. So um, that's it. Um, I could answer the, could have kind of did this podcast in like a minute, but I wanted to uh, kind of give you some, some background, talk to you about different variations of the self-record IRA world. But just note again, um, it's an IRA that just lets you do alternative assets. That's it. And um, know what's out there. That's the biggest challenge of our industry is educating people. Most people, and I was part of that group, I think I'm a pretty smart guy. I'm educated. Went four years in law school, um, tax law, nine years at some of the biggest law firms in the world. Never heard of a self-record IRA. <laughs> How the heck is, you know, are you, most people who are busy with other stuff in their life and not in the tax world supposed to know about it? So it's a hidden gem that's becoming less and less hidden every day, which is great for someone like me who loves the space. Um, and, and hopefully it's going to be great for, for all you folks who uh, want to diversify and, and kind of invest in things you care about, which I think at the end of the day uh, makes you a better investor and hopefully a more successful investor because you get to do what you want. And that's what it's all about. So take control, it's your retirement, know that you have options, know what the rules are, which is what we do, but take control. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching our new format. Um, we're trying to really pump up our YouTube channel. So um, subscribe if you haven't already. We drop five videos, three podcasts. And I go live every Wednesday usually, uh, noon. I actually may not be live this Wednesday. I'm gonna be in New York. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff. Uh, I got it, unfortunately, 
deal with or unfortunately good stuff. So I may go live a different day. If you subscribe, you'll know, you'll get notified. So subscribe, it's free, do it. Um, otherwise have a great rest of your day and uh, talk to everyone again next week. Take care.